The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And a very pleasant Sunday morning. I'm Mark Segrist. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Segrist, along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, owner Brian Wickard, and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickard. Now, if you have a question or a comment, give us a call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number is 414-799-1620. Guys, it's great to be with you again. Good morning. Good morning. And you know what? Speaking of calling, I remember we had a caller last week who had the problem uh, of hooking up his uh, sewer or water lateral in yes. Menominee Falls. And you were and so kind money, to him. Pen- you were so helpful to yeah. him. Well, and it gets better. I connected him with a terrific real estate agent in the Menominee Falls area, uh, Vicki Wren with Remax. And so she's going over there and going to give him an analysis of uh, you know what he might be able to fetch for his house. Hmm. And uh, and then he might somebody buying that, you know, because remember, his problem is he has like another two years to hook up that lateral. Yes. And and he had gotten quotes of 50 grand, which sounded to both Vicky and I to be really high. But it turns out he's got like rock between him and the street. Wow. And so just by the way, this is kind of like one of those surprises that can come along. It's like you're owning a home peacefully. You've got well water. Yeah. Right. And and maybe a septic tank. And then all of a sudden, the municipality where you live says, we are putting in city sewer. Yeah. Right? You know, so like I'm on a well. Brookfield's doing that right now. Oh, the town of? City. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Wow. Okay. So, so then all of a sudden, the city, you know, compels you within a certain period of time. And I think it's typically 10 years. Yeah. To hook up. And then, by the way, their hammer is if you go to sell the house then it's got to get done. Well, it is possible, uh, and I'm not an expert on this, but this is my email uh, back and forth with Vicki, to uh, have the buyer take care of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they're going to have to get like some sort of a renovation loan, you know, which is which is rare. All right. Anyway, so just wanted to give you an update that that is in process. We'll let you know how that turns that out. Is okay, great. so let's talk about February home sales. February home sales are awesome. 1,075 buyers and sellers exchanged the keys with the help of a member of the National Association of Realtors, according to the Multiple Listing Service, of which I am a card-carrying member. Numbers are thought to be reliable, but not guaranteed, by Uh the way. And that's only seven fewer than in February a year ago, a mere 0.6% difference. I'm calling that a tie. Yep. Yep. All right, compared to February 2017, two years ago, we're up. 6.7%. 6.7%. That's 65 closings. Remember, this is the five-county metropolitan Milwaukee area. I think there was less snow on the ground in January, and so people wrote offers to buy their home in February. I think you are exactly correct, yeah. David. I agree. Um, the median sales price was 191000 This is blending uh, condos and single-family detached together. That's up 9% from a year ago and up 12.5% from two years ago. So like you just oh, said... I'm sorry, I stole your thunder. You sorry. did, yep. Most of the offers were written in January. And if we look at that old supply and demand, the strongest, most powerful uh, 
economic force and law, like gravity is to physics, supply and demand is to economics. Yes. If you look between 160,000 and 275, it the took meat of the market. The meat of the market. It took on average 58 days from the day the sign went in the yard to the day the offer was accepted. That means the February people listed uh, their homes probably in November. Hmm. And now David always says that can't be. Go ahead, David. Come on, it take, yeah, good houses go quick. Fifty-eight right. days—that's right. like that's like November first to the new year. Yep. So I I dug into that just before we went on the air, and as a matter of fact, of homes that closed in February, twenty-two percent of the sales did get an offer within one week. Uh, all right. There you go. There you, you stand go. validated. And then if you go to two weeks, well, that's another basically 9% of the market or 100 homes. Three weeks, you know, cumulatively, you're getting to about 40% of the market. By the time you get to five weeks with the um, sign in the front yard, uh, you get half of the homes. Get and you're blending there. in whether you're buying a hundred thousand dollar house this or a nine hundred thousand dollar house. Correct. Okay. Because well, so we it, could. It takes. It can take longer as oh, you keep going up that ladder. So it's. It definitely does. And as I'm glad you brought that up, David. Um, can I just also point out this also does not include for sale by owners. You are which absolutely is, correct. You know, maybe so it's, maybe it's fifteen twenty percent. Yeah. All right. Here's the bad news though. Before we go to our first break. Our bad news is that the number of new single-family detached homes and condos listed for sale in February was down 14.5%. Less new inventory. Yeah, that's 200. We had pants for sale, and this month we have fewer pants. That's so, right. Wow. 261 fewer pairs of pants or homes. Yikes. Coming. All right, so I'm thinking of weather, right? And probably the same number of buyers, you know, oh, looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think there's any decrease. We have 100% in demand. of the buyers and only 85% of the you homes are for sale. Right into my scheme here, David, Come on. without even knowing it. Okay. But here's the thing. So you would think that condo or condos, well, we're going to take a break. We'll Ooh, come back and cliffhanger. And we are going to surprise you with where the real pain point is on listings when we come back. All right. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wicker on WTMJ. And we are back with Brian and David. And uh, Brian, you're in the middle of a story here, right? Well, talking about supply. Um, all right, so right now there are 3,700 and some homes for sale. 3,714 single-family detached homes uh, listed for sale. Uh, in the five-county Milwaukee metropolitan area. And and so I just said before the break that, gosh, if you look at single-family and condos together, listings were off by 14.5% in February. And and you'd think that was because of the weather, right? The weather was yeah. horrible. Okay, but what prevents you from listing a condo? Nothing. Nothing. All right, so now here's Not the, wanting to move when the weather's crying. Well, maybe that's <laughs> it. Single family. So now let's break it apart. So I said 14.5 was the combined number. For single family, all by themselves, we're only down 11%. Here's the big problem. Condo listings down 29% Ugh. in February compared to a year ago. In Milwaukee County, where the majority of condo sales occur, sales were up 10.5%. But listings were down 31%. 
And I think I heard Tony had a, so I just caught the end of it, somebody talking about demand for condos, baby boomers, aging. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody wants to live downtown. It's the hip right? place to be, yo. It's, you know, or on the east side or whatever. All right, so now let's a little bit more uh, on the supply and demand combination. Mr. Can I, this is my multiple week uh, check-in. To your point on limited inventory, I just looked. Wauwatosa, 250 to 350. Number of homes for sale that are not under contract? Uh, let me let me guess. Fifteen. Literally fifteen homes. That was a complete guess, Mark. I did not pick. Yeah. One five. One five. So fifteen. Not a lot to pick from. Here's your pick. Yeah, go. All right. So now, so I took the number of single-family homes. I just drilled down on that thirty-seven hundred, and I said, wait. You know, normally I'd look at well, what's the number of months supply? Remember our rules of thumb there. If you're between zero and three months of supply, where you take the available inventory divide by the number of sales for a period of time. Zero to three is a seller's market where yeah. sellers have the advantage. Three to six is a balanced market. And uh, six and over is a buyer's market. But then I got to thinking, I shouldn't be dividing these numbers by February sales because March sales seasonally go up by, oh, 60 to 70%. So instead of 1,071 sales that we typically see in February, yeah, it should be like seventeen hundred sales because that's the appetite. That is the appetite, and so if I look at those numbers, here's the scary stuff. Uh, you have a strong buyer's market all the way from thirty thousand up to four fifty. No seller's market. <laughs> Thank you, David. Okay, all right. Whew. Just testing you. Yeah, a I'm listening. Seller's market. So less than three months. In a lot of cases, you look at I've got two months of inventory. Well, and that's including good houses and meh houses and exactly. So uh, and then if you get to four fifty to seven fifty, it's a balanced market. And traditionally, you know, a lot of times that's a seller's market when you get into the higher. <laughs> Yeah, I mixed it up again. It's okay. I'm so we'll sorry. We'll get you some more coffee. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so the takeaway is this. If you are looking to sell a condo, get it on the market because it's it. going to go like a hotcake. Yeah. But then you got to have a game plan for what you're going to do next. Um, and I don't know what the building situation is because we don't do construction. Well, you don't usually do construction loans on condos anyway. But, um, boy, I hope somebody's building some condos. Yeah. The- and I th- they got to be uh, because there sure is a lot of demand for it. And then on the flip side of that, sing- even single family. I mean, did I just say it's a seller's market all the way from 30000 up to four fifty? Well, see, and so don't expect to be the only person writing on a good house. Well, that's the buyer side. Right? Well, right, but that's what I'm saying. If you're a seller, you're in the power position. But if you're a buyer, you... You don't get to be part-time looking for a house because... you got to be full-time. And, David, what does it cost to pay $5,000 over asking? 20 bucks a month. If, you, if you're putting 20% or more down, yep. uh, offering five grand over asking is costing you a whopping 20 bucks a month. And if you are putting 5% down, you're paying mortgage insurance or 26 bucks a month. 20, so, I mean, you got to decide, do I want the house or not? Right. And if it's a nice house, you're probably going to have to offer over asking price. And remember, you've got that appraisal contingency to protect you as well in Wisconsin. Not true in every state of the union, but in Wisconsin, we have that separate appraisal contingency. All right, when we come back, speaking of people who want to buy condos, I have got a terrific story to tell about how a financial advisor is helping save his client, oh, I don't know, about $90,000 of income taxes. We'll give you the details when we come back. And you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. 
getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Okay, Brian, it's story time. This is a good one, It's right? story time. Yeah, this is a beauty. Uh, so These are your favorite kinds of stories. They are. I know. They are. So I get a call from Jim Wozniak, uh, Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor at RBC Wealth Management, friend of mine and uh, also a customer. And he, he and I have collaborated to help many of his customers over the years. Okay. And in this particular case, he had a retired woman uh, who wanted to sell her home, modest home, Let's say that's worth like 80 grand and she owns it free and clear. And then uh, she wants to buy a nice condo looking at the lake. And uh, you believe it or not, you can buy a condo depending on which municipality we're in. We're not going to say which one uh, for about 240 grand. Huh. Okay. And so she calls up Jim and says, I want to take money out of my IRA and pay cash because I do not want to have a mortgage on this new place. And so David, former Series 7 financial advisor himself, <laughs> knows the problem that if you take out $240,000, what do you have to do, David? Pay income taxes. And not at your, you know, maybe this woman, I don't I haven't seen her tax returns yet, but maybe she is, maybe she's got $40,000 because she's taking money out of her IRA to live. She and normally pays taxes on $40,000. Yeah, say. normally pays yeah. that. But now, remember, we have a progressive tax system in America where the more you earn, the more you pay in taxes. Mm. And so if all of a sudden you go from uh, $40,000 to add two forty that to eighty, dollars boom and you're single, which she is, you're in the 32% bracket. But wait. Yikes. If you, you need to net... Two hundred and forty thousand. If you want to pay cash, for if you want to pay cash, that's right. You have to net that. Oh boy! So it turns out that she would have to take out not two forty, but three hundred thirty thousand American dollars, which is like almost half of her entire IRA, because then she would have enough money to pay both the two forty cash, for the condo and the ninety thousand dollar income tax bill when it Just comes to and write that check to the IRS. Yeah. That is hellaciously bad. and But people only know what they know. Yeah. Right? And that's why they have good financial advisors like Jim Wozniak from RBC Wealth Management uh, to steer them in the right direction and keep them from shooting themselves in the financial foot. By the way, he also pointed out that if you go from modest income to 200 and, yeah. you know, well, actually, what did I say, 330? Oh, my God. She'd be well into the 35% single tax bracket. Yeah. That affects how much you have to pay for Medicare. Oh. Yeah. You get to pay more. Like, the more you make, then you got to pay more for Medicare. Okay. So a totally bad move. So what do we suggest in these cases? We try to meet people where they are psychologically. Right, because it's a comfort factor for her. She That's has, right. Probably hasn't had a mortgage payment in 10 years. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So what, what we often do in these cases is say, how's about this? We will get you a 3.99% 15-year fixed rate mortgage, yep. and you'll put 20% down, mm -hmm. okay? Which we're hoping, by the way, she might sell her home quickly enough that she could then take the proceeds from her home and replenish her IRA Oh. Before the 60-day blah, blah window is up. Yes. Because you can take money out of an IRA. If you put it back in within 60 days, I understand you don't have to pay the income tax. Please consult with your tax advisor. Tax and financial advisor. advisor. That's right. That's right. But that's what we think. And um, 
and, and, and so we say, go, let's go with that 15-year fixed. And then guess what? Over half of your monthly payment is going towards principal anyway, from, making your from wishes. From the word go. From the word go. It's like 54%, and then that keeps increasing. Yeah. So we're doing what you want, but rather than doing it in a big lump, we're going to do it one month at a time. Now, her interest expense on that is going to be, in the first year, about uh, $8,400. Okay. So then the financial advisor, Jim's goal is to say, well, can I generate, by, by leaving most of the nest egg there, yeah. can I generate $8,400 of returns within the IRA uh-huh. Yes. in order to pay that interest bill? And in fact, what he's going to do is set up an automatic withdrawal out of the IRA to pay for the principal and interest yeah you know so it's totally painless to her so before you go and liquidate several hundred thousand dollars of taxable money money, please press pause call somebody that's right now if she was taking it out of a roth Uh, but but even then right she wouldn't have this big income tax bite but you forego the opportunity of what that money turns into let's let's remember that banks do this all the time they borrow money at one rate and Zero. lend it out at another. Yeah. So if we can lend somebody money at 3.99 and their financial advisor can make them six, that's w- a good deal. Winning. Winning. All right. When we come back, we'll do a little rate roundup. We'll cover the jobs report, the global economy, what's pushing rates around. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Winkert on WTMJ. And we are back with Brian and David, and it's time for a uh, rate roundup, guys. Huh? Yeah, rates are down. David, you want to give us the... Uh... Yeah. Up, down, or sideways, depending on the day. Uh, at the close of business on Friday, AccuNet could offer 4.375% with an APR 44 That is just with $995 worth of cost. Not. What? Not your baloney administrative fee. Those are just Processing the those are just the construction materials for your mortgage. It's Which, four things. It's the appraisal, credit report, title insurance, and the closing agent, the person who helps you sign your name 45 times at the yeah, closing table. Yeah. So Acunet can chip in a little bit and keep that under $1,000 at the close of business on Friday. A 15-year fixed, if you were looking like your story dad before the bottom of the hour 15 year fix 3.99 you out of your mind uh, apr 4.04 with just 995 dollars of cost Whoa, so that is an improvement i love saying that pretty good so uh yeah rates are good and the reason why rates came down on friday well, was the reason we think rates came well, down that's right the reason we tell ourselves rates came down on friday is because the economy only added twenty thousand jobs in the month of February. But David, wait, I heard also that the unemployment rate went down, back down to 3.8. How can both things be true that you only added 20,000 new jobs? Because when people stop looking for jobs, they do not get counted wait. in the unemployment rate. Okay, that rate. is not the answer this what? month. No. Okay. okay, it's because the 20,000... That is, that is a statistically accurate that statement, is, though. That is feasible. Okay. You are not incorrect in that regard. But in this particular case, it's because the unemployment rate, that 3.8%, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. comes from a household telephone survey of 60,000 households done by the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Yeah. And the one where we say how many new jobs were created or lost is a survey uh, of data submitted by employers like Acunet. Oh. Did I tell you we had to, I had to do that one time? No. I have, I have participated 
uh, and they compel you. In this is required report. by law yeah. to tell us, you know, about your blah, blah, blah. All right, so when you look at the payroll data from companies, mm-hmm. and by the way, fun fact, 40% of those are from employers, statistics from employers that employ 20 or fewer employees, yeah. which I thought was interesting. I thought it would just be the big guys, you know. Uh, so that's where you get the only 20,000, which is shockingly low because the previous month it was 311,000. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at a three-month average, three-month average, the economy, according to that payroll survey, has been producing 186,000 new jobs per month. Now, I haven't said this for a while, but what I really think we should always be talking about isn't the unemployment rate. It's like how many people are working, yeah. and the answer to that comes to us from the uh, uh, phone survey. And the answer that I'm looking at right now is 156.9 million. Let's round that up to 157 million. Our people are working and paying taxes. Yeah. That's I, I like that. Working and paying taxes is a good thing. And get this, according to that survey, that is up 1.7 million people are working and paying taxes compared to a year ago in February. Good. So that is awesome. Now, the assumption, the reason why race came down is everybody went, oh, Maybe this is the end of the party, and the economy is done expanding. And so stock prices went down. Yeah. They were going down all week, yeah. which was helpful to interest rates. And then the other thing that happened this week was uh, Europe came out. What's that called over yeah. there? The yeah. European Central Bank. Yeah. They said, we're, we're worried. We're going stim- to add some stimulus yes. yeah. to the economy. We didn't economy. talk about this, but yeah, no, they're no, basically yeah. doing their own quantitative easing again. But not till September, though. And and, th- and then, by the way, okay, so Uncle Sam can borrow money, you and I, because don't forget, we are Uncle Sam. Yes. Uh, we can borrow money for 10 years at the low, low rate of? 2.635. Germany can borrow money at 0.06. So just a frog hair above zero. Okay, and that's because yeah. of the dismal prospects of the economy in Europe which, if you take the whole European Union, is about as big as the United States economy. Yes. And then our, the other biggest economy in the world, China, they're struggling. And so when you look at global demand, because we are part of a global economy, that is what helped rates stay down, or come down. In case you were wondering, the Netherlands only has to pay 0.15% on their money, too. So I'm feeling like we're getting ripped off in America. Well, 2. Yeah. Our economy is hotter. That's All right. right. When we so so rates are good. That's the takeaway there. The other takeaway, remember from early in the show, is for goodness sake, if you're thinking about selling, get your house listed now because yes. there are a lot of buyers and affordability remains even super good. Yeah. And then when we come back, we are going to tell the story of a police officer who had a heartburn. Uh, yeah, uh, a circuitous and scary route. Uh, to the closing. We'll tell you how we helped out when we come back. Okay, and you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And you were set to uh, chat with us about an important story, but you helped a police officer who was uh, headed for closing. Do I have that right? Yes, indeed. So, so this uh, story, and I'm going to need David to help out here, is uh, uh, we get the uh, application from uh, one of our great public servants, a police officer and his wife, uh, and they want to buy a single-family home, like in the 260 range, uh, with 3% down. Fine, no problem. Credit score is uh, 711, so that's about the third best tier. 
and things are going great. Um, we put everything together. We send it into the Fannie Mae servicer, and they do a little behind-the-scenes credit check themselves. And lo and behold, there's a difference between our credit report that we got, let's say, two weeks uh, you know, ahead or maybe three, maybe I bet we got them rocks out pre-approval. So maybe it's like a month before two months, two months. Okay. So we get the, uh, credit report two months, uh, prior to the offer being written. And by the way, credit, credit reports are good for 120 days, but then the Fannie Mae servicer does a little credit check of their own. They go, Oh, there's a col- a medical collection now. Uh, I think it was a whopping $140 medical collection. They say, so you got to re-pull the credit and get a new credit score. So that, go ahead, David. So it dropped their qualifying credit score from 711 to 639. Yeah. So first of all, let's all grimace and pull our hair out and say, really? Mr. FICO score model, uh, a person has one medical collection. And it shreds. And it shreds their credit score. And the answer is, yeah, it's not fair, but it's the way it is. So, David, what did that do to their mortgage pricing? Because, well, so not so because they're putting less than twenty percent down. They have monthly PMI, and the way that PMI is calculated as risk is if you have a lower qualifying credit score, your PMI costs more per month. How so much more, David? This, if you go so from... it costs them two hundred and twenty more dollars per month because their credit score would have dropped from 711 to 639. All right, so our first course of action, oh, the plus, by the way, I checked the actual loan pricing. Mm-hmm. To keep the rate the same, yeah. they would have to pay two points, which is $5,000 to right. keep the rate the same, or they'd have to get a higher rate mm-hmm. to compensate for that. So many bad things happening, yes. right? All because of this lousy $147 medical collection. So the first thing we do is and we have multiple relationships with Fannie Mae servicers and and private mortgage insurance companies. We mm-hmm. say oh, we are one point away because it turns out, Mark, that things happen uh, in twenty point twenty brackets. point credit score increments. So six forty is vastly better than six thirty nine. Yeah, <laughs> not in reality, right? But in terms of pricing, so we go to private mortgage insurance company number one could you pretty please for this police officer give us the pricing on your product at 640 instead of 639 no second one no third one thank god said okay yeah we'll give you the pricing based on 640 which kept them that saved them at least 100 bucks a month correct okay but then because we are a beehive of knowledge we're not just you know one loan officer uh, loan consultant we call ourselves working all by ourselves tell what happened next David. so uh senior loan consultant jason tells uh kevin who is the loan consultant helping these folks in particular jason's been with acunet for 15, 15 years, years plus, yeah. he says here's what you got to do to get this collection removed because that's another pi- path right right try to get the collection removed you gotta you gotta call you gotta keep calling keep calling until you find somebody at the collection at agency. the collection agency and then you got to turn on the waterworks you got to start you got to get teary-eyed and this would be typically the wife in this case yeah. we just crank up the emotion and lo and behold i think kevin reported back that they called five times and on the fifth one they got the person that they were looking for finally the that's persona right. turned on the waterworks Boom, they got a letter from the collection agency that says, we are deleting this collection from reporting 
anywhere in the world. And when we get that deletion letter, we can turn around as Acunet and say, hey, credit reporting agency, look, this is deleted. Please rescore this person's credit score. Yep. Which is a beautiful thing. And lo and behold, having gone from 711 down, down to, to 639, 639, we have rocketed back up and they closed on the purchase of their home on Friday with a qualifying credit score of 703. So we came back, because that's the same, anywhere between 700 and 719 is the same score. Yeah. So these guys, this police officer loved us uh, just because we were trying so hard, Yeah. right? Even if we would have had to close them at the 639, he was going to, you know, bite the bullet and... Because they wanted the house. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. And their dad was going to gift them, I understand, some money to pay for those points. Okay. But that would have just been... Uh, crummy. Crummy. And so then when we gave them the good news that, hey, we can save you $100 on your PMI by, you know, getting a special pricing deal, they loved us. And now they really, really love us. For sure. And you know what? Because we want to do right, you know, not just because the guy's a police officer. We would have done this for any one Anybody. of our clients. Just because that's a... a it's a curveball that it's a nobody curve deserves. Ball. That's right. That nobody deserves. It's unfair. Yep. That whole credit score thing is unfair. All right. When we come back, we'll think of something to talk about in the last portion of the show. <laughs> that, that is a great story, I'll tell you. All right, you're listening to Acunet Mortgage and Realty on WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, Brian, Brian and David, back to you gentlemen. The, the surprise topic. All right, so... You might recall a few weeks ago we talked about the all-time record, at least I, as far as I'm aware of. We helped a um, couple buying a home for a family member um, prevail over 13 other offers. This is in Waukesha County in the low $200,000 price range. Wow. So, I mean, did we mention that inventory is tight, tight. as the little as pick tight as the lid on a pickle jar? Lug nut on a flat tire? I heard another one in one of the ads coming up before the show that I don't want to repeat tight oh. as, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, so um they're closing tomorrow. And oh, by the way, closing 24 days after they wrote or got the offer accepted. Wow. And uh, what I want to say about that is that was a real collaboration between the home buyer, Acunet, and the buyer's agent that we introduced them to. Yeah. To strategize, because we knew it was going to be a multiple offer. We had no idea there was going to be 14 oh, offers. But even if there's two other offers or three That's other right. offers, you're, yeah. So, and, and I want to offer this to any real estate agents out there or home buyers. You know, I think that we are above average in intelligence when it comes to how to influence. Uh, seller's reaction. You know, we've a exhibit A. We've got the rock solid guaranteed pre-approval. Realtors, if if you're just using a flimsy bank pre-approval, where good luck to you. The buyer has only had their credit checked. I mean, you're at risk yourself. Like, is this thing really going to close? And what kind of impression does that make on the seller? Right. Well, probably nothing unless you are the a buyer's agent who is presenting the offer and pointing out to the listing agent, hey, these guys are with Acunet. Have you heard about the rock solid guarantee? Yep, a lot of realtors have and they like it. Why? It Be reduces stress. We are telling the seller that we'll pay them $1,000 if we goofed up on the pre-approval letter. That's whether you're putting 50% down or 3% down or 0% down. Mm -hmm. We are standing behind that seller and saying, mm-hmm, this person has the income 
they have the credit and they have the down payment mm -hmm. to make this happen. Yes. Uh, furthermore, if the person wants to buy without selling their old house, we will also say they've been pre-approved for a bridge loan. Go or without ahead. having to sell their own home. Or, or maybe, yeah, they just got the cash. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. But then as we were... But then there are other things you can do with the financing section and the appraisal contingency to enhance the um, the attractiveness of the offer. The I'm flexibility. Not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to give away all our secrets yeah, right yeah. here. But if you want to know what those are, buyers or buyer's agents, for goodness sakes, team up with Acunet. Well, because the other thing, uh, not just on the buyer side, but we've um, received feedback from real estate agents when we assist buyers to understand what is the cost of if I want to write yes. $5,000 over asking. I know you've gotten that thank you email from buyer's agents right. privately. It's like, thank you for quantifying that if they decide to write $5,000 over the asking price, it's going to cost them exactly 26 bucks a month. That's with 5% down. And yeah. remember, that's only 250 bucks out of their pocket. Yep. Right? 5% of 5 Because either you yeah. want the house or you don't want to be serious about writing mm -hmm. an offer on the house. And so not only does it help buyers win, but it helps agents because, you know, the agent doesn't want to sometimes be the driving force for, no, you need to write above. If you want to be serious about getting an accepted offer yeah. on this house, you don't get to write at the asking price. Well, but remember another thing. The asking price is an anchor. Correct. And so we've seen a couple of cases, including the one that's closing tomorrow, where they seem to have priced the house aggressively low. Hmm. And then you get lots of bids Feeding over frenzy. yeah and really high over the asking price um okay so so then as we're getting ready uh, the original closing date was this coming friday but then knowing all the circumstances i'm like would you like to close early yeah we'd like to close early okay so now we're kind of scrambling to close early and we're trying to see does this can the seller close early hmm. you know blah 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 and i thought there was the point in mid last week where we weren't quite ready to say yes where i thought i am possibly going to leave them with a bad taste in their mouth mm -hmm. because here I am trying to do something good close five days early yeah but because I can't say it with certainty uh, you know by Wednesday and actually we did end up saying it was certainty by Wednesday but on Tuesday I'm like am I going to make them feel bad if I now can't close on Monday anyway we're closing tomorrow Woo. and that's a that's a good feeling all right if you want to get started with your very own rock solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy or if you want to see with this dip in rates, for sure. you know, a lot of people, maybe they close in the fall when rates were higher, or maybe you're paying PMI and you want to get rid of that, or maybe you just want to pay off the home equity line, the credit cards, pull some cash out for remodeling. Just click on the blue button for a no social security number required refi checkup. We'll see you back here again next week, Mark. Thanks a lot. Brian and David, another wonderful hour. Thank you so much. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.